Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor, and Luke is not here today. He took a trip to Hawaii to win us over some investors, and he got kidnapped by the Hawaiian Mafia. We're in negotiations for the ransom, and he'll be back by the next episode that we release. But it's just me today. And today, I'll be talking to you about how I feel about the movie Creed 3. Or as it should have been called, Threed. I've seen this movie twice now in its opening weekend, so I feel particularly qualified to speak about it. Uh, I'm going to do a bit of a spoiler-free segment beforehand, and then we will transition to spoilers. And I will give ample notice when I will start spoiling the movie. But to start off spoiler-free, I think that Creed 3 was amazing. I think I feel confident saying that it's actually the best of the Rocky movies or the Creed movies, combined, which is pretty impressive because I really like that first grade movie quite a bit. I actually had to watch it a second time just to make sure that it wasn't hype that was making me say that. But I, I feel pretty confident now. Maybe that'll change with time, but we'll see. Right now I think that this is the best movie in this saga. The performances in this movie are next level. Michael B. Jordan, who plays Adonis Creed, the title character, also directed this movie, and one of my complaints about the Rocky movies is that I don't believe that Sylvester Stallone is someone who can direct himself particularly well. That does not appear to be the case with Michael B. Jordan. He seemed to understand what his character needed to do and was able to monitor his acting ability in a way that made this movie really great. Tessa Thompson, who plays Bianca, his wife, also does a great job. I was a big fan of the way that even her story has progressed in these movies and where she's at come this story. I think that their dynamic is incredible and she feels like a a full character, not just someone who exists to be a love interest for the main character, but she has her own things going on and I thought that was really great. Ant-Man the Wasps came out two weeks ago and one of the biggest praises about that movie was that Jonathan Majors was incredible. And I'll tell you what, I agree with them. I also think he's incredible in this movie. You know, 2023 is, you know, just a few months underway. And Jonathan Majors is already looking like the MVP of movies this year. We'll see how the rest of the year goes, if anyone can beat him. But he's off to a great start. I love the story behind his character. But I also thought that, that he played essentially the villain role really well. With a lot of nuance, I thought that he was a great fighter. You know, we've seen Michael B. Jordan do a few fights in the previous movies, but we haven't really seen Jonathan Majors fight like this before in a, in a formal boxing setting. And I thought the way that they had his character doing that was really interesting and really fun. I also really enjoyed uh, Myla Davis-Kent, who plays Amara, the daughter of Bianca and Creed. As a young deaf girl, I thought that she did that really well. She is, in fact, deaf in real life. And I thought that was a great dynamic to have in that family. Um, I think that the use of ASL in the movie was done really well, especially the way that they subtitled it. And just a little rabbit trail here. I really appreciate it when movies make their own subtitles. It's not just the generic white font that you're... TV or machine puts at the bottom of the screen, but it's using a font and a style that the movie has designed for itself. 
and that's what they do in this movie and i really appreciate that yeah just kind of the the element of having a deaf daughter and and what that means for communicating with each other as a couple as a family with her teacher and other stuff i thought that was a a great element to add into the story obviously that wasn't started in this movie started in the previous movie but the way they built on it was really incredible and made it very interesting to watch the story of this movie works really well i think uh creating some incredible emotional stakes for adonis to work through uh especially when it comes to jonathan major's character damien i think they did a good job of setting up that story and just a really good job of showing the consequences and effects that it's having on on the characters today and i thought that that was a great backbone for this story and it was something that was very interesting to watch unfold and i i really appreciated that the final fight wasn't just another boxing fight for for a title or anything but was definitely a an emotional climax as much as it was a climax of the story as well the train sequences uh i guess there's one train sequence in particular was really great and again that emotional element of the story works its way into that sequence particularly well this movie is shot very beautifully and there's a number of specific moments that i'll talk about in spoilers because i don't want to ruin anything about the movie and i will be transitioning to spoilers here quickly overall i thought this movie was really incredible we don't really do number scores or anything on the channel maybe we'll start doing it we'll see but if i was to give it a ranking i'd say this is a very easy five out of five stars 10 out of 10 whatever you want to call it and i really think that you should go see this movie you know i think it's important to have seen the rocky and creed movies beforehand but if you don't feel like watching those you can watch like a movies and minutes videos on youtube just to get caught up with like the essential story beats and then I'd say all the Creed movies are worth watching, but this one is the best, in my opinion. And I will begin spoilers here, and I'm going to give you just a couple more seconds to and pause the recording so you can go watch the movie and then come back after you've seen it, because I don't want to ruin it for you. And away we go. I mentioned a number of specific moments that I really enjoyed watching. Cinematography throughout this movie just makes it look really good one shot that just i thought looked really great was when damien's about to have his first fight against the felix character and adonis walks in and gives him a little bit of a check-in pep talk type of thing and he starts walking out down the hallway and we see a shot of the two characters with the wall in between them and they both look at each other through the wall i thought that was just a beautiful scene and I think it spoke to the emotional core of the movie just in one shot and two actors looking in the direction of each other but not being able to see each other. I thought that was really great. Also in that fight, Damien versus Felix, there's a moment where Damien gets punched in the face right as the bell rings and he goes and sits down and he pulls out his mouth guard and he realizes that he said a tooth knocked out. And the sound editing, film editing, just the way that they shot it in the way that Jonathan Majors reacted and such made for just an incredible incredible moment it was like equally disgusting and impressive 
that moment just really stood out in that fight, the fight which I will come back to. Another moment that I really enjoyed was after Creed comes home, after having supper with, with Damien, as he pulls into the driveway, he has a flashback to moments of the night where he fought Leon and the events that happened there. Later in the movie, he says that as soon as Damien came back, all this other stuff came back in his memories and stuff. And I like that that is what happened. You know, as soon as Damien came back, he began to struggle with these memories and, and the reality of what he had done in the past. The story's really incredible, and I appreciate how it built off the previous movies. An element that I really enjoyed was that they brought back the opponents from the previous movies. So the movie begins with him fighting pretty Ricky Conlon, a fight which he actually wins this time. And then later on in the movie, we find out that Creed is looking to set up Drago, young Drago, for a a public fight. And then later Drago shows up to help him with a trading sequence. And just bringing those two characters back, I thought was a really cool decision. It helped the movies feel connected, especially with the absence of Rocky. As far as that flashback goes to the event that happened when Adonis and Damien were younger, I appreciate how spread out that flashback was and how we saw little bits along the way. They used the advantage of the whole movie to to build on that flashback. And, you know, the more we see, the more we learn. It helps to increase the emotional stakes of that story and keep you invested from beginning to end. I also thought that the role of Marianne Creed, Adonis's kind of adoptive mother in the story was particularly interesting. And I thought that having her die partway through worked on a number of levels uh, because not only did it create in another emotional hurdle for Adonis to climb over, but we also see how it impacts other characters. We see how Duke Jr. is affected by it. We see how Bianca is affected by it, how Amar is affected by it. And so this wasn't just a motivation to get Adonis to get going, but it's an event that affected kind of the whole protagonist crew. And I thought that that was done really well, it was shot really well, and it winds up being quite an emotional scene as well. A little bit earlier in the movie, though, there's a scene that takes place in a label party. And that scene is particularly incredible on a rewatch where knowing what's going on, particularly with Damien working the room to drive a wedge between Creed and Bianca and also to work his way into the Felix fight. You essentially see him paint off the guy who's going to break Drago's hand in just a couple minutes. And as that scene is coming up, you notice him kind of looking around the room trying to see where where his guy is and how long it's going to take. And while he's looking around, he's talking to Bianca and kind of, you know, he asks her how it feels to have someone else singing her song, which I think that becomes obvious as a a move of him driving a wedge between the couple there. But I think on a rewatch, I noticed at least that he notices very specifically that she's melting the words of the song that she wrote while someone else sings it. So that's what, you know, inspires him to come over and say that to her. And just that whole scene actually works really well to build just a little bit of suspense and antagonism behind that character. And I thought that that was pretty incredible. The fights in this movie, of which there are three, were really incredible. 
I enjoyed kind of the slow motion stuff that would happen with especially Creed hyper-focusing and, and realizing the move that he has to do, especially in that first fight versus Conlon. And I really enjoyed how that fight came to a conclusion with just a few body shots. We don't usually see knockouts happen with body shots. It's usually a punch right to the face and then someone falls down, even in these movies. Uh, during the second fight, the Felix versus Damien one, I, I really appreciated how Damien was fighting dirty, and while it may have been a little bit subtle, just the way that he did certain things made it feel not quite right. And that leads to, you know, the audience not trusting him so much. So when he gets revealed shortly after that fight to have orchestrated the whole thing and, and to be just a bad person, we we understand completely because we've seen him kind of knee Felix, which is not a move that you do in boxing, you know, intentionally punching him on the shoulder to ruin his arm, elbowing him in the face and cutting his face open, stuff like that. And that was just really cool visual storytelling that, that I was a big fan of. And so as much as he wins that fight, we as the audience don't feel like he's a real winner because we, we know that he cheated his way to the top. And I thought that was done really well. I enjoyed the train sequence, like I mentioned earlier, for Creed getting to... The final fight, you know, Creed versus Dame. I, I appreciate how, you know, as much as that training was him getting back into to fighting shape, it was also him learning to deal with his emotions and fight through the pain and trauma to get to a place where he could accept what he needed to do and how hard he needed to work. And a moment of that that I particularly enjoyed was that he runs to the top of the hill and he's just above the Hollywood sign. And, of course, Hollywood was the nickname that they gave to him in the first two movies. And I thought that that was kind of a, a subtle thing, but that was pretty nice. As the fights go, though, there was one moment that I thought was a little silly. Again, I still love this movie. But in the final fight, there's an incredible sequence where the audience essentially disappears. And the two of them are just fighting and there's no music. And at one point, when Damien's kind of taking charge of the fight, we see like a prison bars rise up. So we see what he's fighting against. And then when Creed takes charge, we see like a beat up mattress, which is kind of symbolic of him fighting against the trauma of being in that group home and everything connected to that that he's trying to fight against. And it's an excellent sequence done really well. But it ends with both of them kind of reaching out to the side and punching each other in the face at the exact same time. And I thought that that was perhaps just a little bit too corny. I, I appreciate that it wasn't a situation where they both knocked each other out. You know, it was just a hit and that was it. But it did feel just a little bit weird. But the way that they shot the fights was very exciting. I, I could watch these fights over and over again. And I also appreciated the different styles of fighting that each person brought in. Particularly noticeable was the fact that when Damien would block, he would hold his arms in front of his head horizontally, which is not something that I've ever seen before. And I thought that, that was a cool way of distinguishing his character and establishing that he'd have a different way of, of fighting than kind of everyone else. Yeah, overall, I love this movie. I've enjoyed this franchise for the past eight years. And the Rocky movies are fine too, but I don't think that all of them are super great as it is. But Creed 3 is a 
really incredible movie, and I'm super glad I got to see it. I'm glad that Michael B. Jordan has a solid success under his belt for his first time directing. I look forward to whatever he makes next. Uh, I look forward to his next appearance in a movie, whatever that is. I haven't looked it up. I look forward to Jonathan Majors returning in whatever role he has next. Again, I also haven't looked that up. Maybe I should have. But this movie made me made me feel good. I enjoyed the emotional stakes. And I, I do hope that they do not make a sequel to this movie. But if they do, I, I hope that they run with this momentum and keep it exciting. Now, those are my thoughts on the movie. Perhaps you would like to hear Luke's thoughts. Now, at the time of recording, he has not seen this yet. Hawaiian Mafia and whatnot. But he will see it soon. And so I would encourage you to go check out his Letterboxd account. Uh, I will throw it in the description of this episode, but I'll also mention it now. His username is Shin Glassman. Shin, like the lower part of your leg. Glass, like the material of window. And then man, M-A-N. You can find out what else he's watching. He watches a lot of anime movies as well. Godzilla movies, he's a big fan of those. But when he does go see Creed 3, he will write a review. And you can go find his thoughts there. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode, bonus review episode today. We will be back in a week and a half to discuss our predictions and reactions for the 2023 Oscars. That'll be Luke and I. We'll have them free by then. So come back and check us out then. And uh, thank you for listening. Hey, thanks, Luke. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shane Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.